big, big ratchet loony. What it is. Uh, what in the world are you doing? You know, same old, same old. Working. Hitting that workhouse. Yeah. I'm Cornbread. Welcome back to the Red-Blooded Outdoors Podcast. I'm Cooney, the co-host slash IT guy. Slash Ratchaloony slash Big Bone. Sometimes I call you Big Bone. You call me Big a lot, but Big Bone. But you're working on that. You hitting that fitness lap, boy. I am. You dropping on down now. Oh yeah. Proud of you. What uh? So I've been off vacationing it since Friday. Yeah. Hitting that uh? Well, not remodeling. But re, what would you call it? Re, I call it. I call it. I call it renovating. No, because I'm not doing like any. Which I did fix a door in the door frame. Yeah. Uh, in the bedroom. But it's I'm mostly just, just paint and painting, new furniture. Painting different furniture. Because let me tell you what. Now we we was in the auction business for a long time. My mom and stepdad got us in the in the auction business, buying and selling furniture, just anything, anything. Yeah. Buying it, selling at the auction, you know, just anything. You mostly all used stuff. Yeah, stuff from storage units and stuff like and, that. And we had our own auction for a little while. Yeah. And we bought and sold at auctions for for a long time up until about what. We ain't did it in about four years, have we? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, maybe five years. And uh, that's a real fun business to be in, especially oh, yeah. if you like going through boxes and talking to new people. And a lot, a lot of cool stuff comes through the auction too. Oh yeah, Any, anything. You'd have people you name coming it. there. I remember one time a guy come through with a bunch of arcade machines, old arcade machines. Yeah, I mean, it, you name it. It's not just antiques. Just no. To, yeah, because I, I really wasn't ever big into the antiques. No, not all. really. But, you know, I, I realized that uh, since, since Mama had been doing that all them years and got us into it, I don't, I can't even remember if I have even bought a piece of new furniture or if it has always been... Uh, something that's used or come through the auction or something that we got out of a storage unit that we wanted to bid on or you know what i mean i think the only thing new we've bought in a long time is like tvs yeah mama bought them recliners in the she living bought room she some, bought those new yeah she bought us two recliners for christmas one year but other but, than that but what i'm getting at is we went today which i'm which we buy mattresses new of yeah, course. Don't but, use no used mattress. Right. That's weird. But some people have to. You clean it up good. I mean, oh, I yeah. There's ways to do it. If you find with it, whatever. You know what I mean? But so uh, we went looking for furniture today. Uh, your mama has some particulars that she wanted. And uh, we went to a couple of new furniture stores. Holy moly. Then people do not play with that furniture, son. That is some high-dollar stuff right there. Yeah. Needless to say, we uh, we didn't buy no dresser from the uh, furniture store. No. 
No, your mama actually found one at a thrift store that was, uh, I don't know how old it is. It's, I mean, it's got some good age on it, but it's pretty nice. I got to sand it down and paint it. Solid wood. Yeah, solid wood. Yeah. I don't sand and paint no press board. Come on, man. Press board ain't worth buying. No, not really. Not oh, really. Falls apart too quickly. You that's, can't really. Well, you can't really do nothing that, with it once that, it's. That's something that's not worth buying used. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some press board pieces that people bought and had for years and years and years. Yeah. You know, taking care of it, but it's not. It ain't good to like move that stuff a bunch mm. if it's made out of press board. You know. Yeah, it's like something you buy and put together at the house. And then, yeah. Boom. Like a desk, like a press board desk. Yeah, I mean or some entertainment centers are press I mean, board stuff. There's good press board furniture out there, but it's nothing like the good old wood stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? You can sand it down and paint it, and can't the, sand. You can't really sand that press board down. You can add something to it, take something off. You know what I mean? You can sort of do your own thing. But yeah, that uh, that new furniture, <laughs> Jack. That's high. That's yeah. on up there. <laughs> I ain't trying to mess with that. What what about you? I don't I don't buy furniture. I'm seventeen. <laughs> I don't have a house to uh, to furnish. Mm. Only thing I got is a bed. That's my furniture. I don't, right. I don't even have a dresser. I just put all my clothes in a pile <laughs> on that little that little tractor seat we got. I just set them on that thing. That's my tractor seat, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you need to round your dresser up, boy. My TV, my TV's sitting on them little tray like you eat TV, like you eat food off of in the living yeah, room. Right. That's what I got my TV sitting on. My nightstand is one of the tubs. You're just a simple man, Coney. Nightstand's a tub from when tree fell on the house. You ain't worried about no luxury, are you? No. All you do in the bedroom sleep anyway. Right, right. As long as I got a plug in beside my bed, charge my phone, I'm good. You got, uh, let's see, is it this week, then next week school starts? Yeah, I got the rest of this week and Monday, the second. So, so by the time the next, not this podcast, but the next one airs. I'll be in the schoolhouse. You'll be a senior. Yep. Your last year. I'm Technically, I am a senior now. Now, you're not a senior till you start going. No. Right now, you're in limbo. Limbo? You in the middle between junior and senior. No. Yeah. So, you excited? I mean, come on. Yeah. Break it down. Yeah, I'm excited to get out. Right. I, I, I've always enjoyed school anyway. I right. like I just like going to hang out. I mean, yeah. I do my work and stuff, of course, but right. I like going. Right. Something, something fun anyway. Shoot, yeah. But I'll be glad when I'm out that it's something I ain't got to do every day. Right. Well, you you got to start working on figuring out what you want to do when uh when that last bell rings about next May, May. twenty twenty two. You know what I mean. I hope you graduate in the morning too. I do too. Because when y'all graduate in the evenings, it's so sit, hot sitting at those bleachers and sitting on that side, the home team side. That's the side the sun shines on. Yeah. At, for the football field. Yeah. It's the way the sun, sun sets. Shines Man, right on you. Just melting folks out there in the stands. The only thing I'm what not the only thing I'm not so hyped about is them senior dues. I don't really understand what I gotta pay those for. Well you need but to find out. They say 
Buck and Austin tell me that they do a big cookout at the end of the year for all the seniors and a bunch of stuff like that. I think it's like 90 bucks you got to pay. They say they do like a bunch of events right there at the end of the year, and that's what it pays for. Well, if you'd have went, you got out on work-based learning last year. If you mm-hmm. would have went all day last year, you wouldn't even have to go this year. I wouldn't have to go but uh, till uh, Christmas break this year. Would you have to go all day? Yeah. You would? If I if I didn't do work-based learning this year at the beginning and took the four classes I needed. Right. Uh, well, I still wouldn't graduate early, but if I wouldn't have took it last year right, and did everything I needed to do. You would have graduated early this yeah. year. Which I'm still going to graduate on time. Right. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, I had it set up where I could graduate early is what it is. Yeah. And I didn't. So let me ask you a question. I was thinking today, the the people in your life, now this is a father talking to his son, the people in your life that you see doing good. Now I'm not talking about somebody that is doing good for you, helping you doing good things for Cooney, right? Yeah. I'm talking about seeing people do good for others, right? Yeah. And then the people you see, maybe they irritate you or you know uh, is all the time in conflict with other people. Now, and be honest with this question. Which of those two groups impact you the most? So you either got somebody you see doing good that, you know, is always doing good. Maybe maybe they're not led to help Cooney. Maybe Cooney don't need no help. So they're not helping Cooney. But you know this person is a godly person, and they're trying their best to serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right? And not passing judgment on the other group, but on, you got another person that, that may be – is complaining all the time, is in turmoil, fussing and fighting with somebody all the time. Maybe they have a, an intentional um, action that is um, aggressive, you know, when they're all the time dealing with somebody. Yeah. Which of those, which one of those two affects Cooney the most? And, and answer honest. I, they probably affect me both equally, if I had to. Equally. In my my opinion, yeah. Well, which one do you give the most attention to? I try to give the most attention to the one that's doing good, helping helping others and helping theirself. Right. And it's trying to get something done, not the one that's sitting there complaining all the time about every little oh. thing. Okay, so you try to give that attention to that to that person so when you say you try that means either you don't succeed maybe all the time or most of the time or sometime yeah because a lot of times it's easy to just you got this person over here doing good and everything but there's always that little bit in you that's wanting to know what's going on with this joker over here wanting to know some gossip yeah yeah wanting they're they're it's like it's like pulling you back in like Right. You know, he's right. 
he he ain't really complaining. He's right, but really he's complaining. Right. When everything when he should be just doing good, just not worrying about it pretty much. Right. So if let's say you have a um a conflict or a confrontation with the person that's ill mannered, so to speak. We'll just call him ill mannered. Okay. Then you have a you you have an uh, a scenario with the person who's doing good a conversation with them, so to speak. You have that. Just average. Just the average day in Coney's mind, which do you think affects you the most? Getting getting razzled up, aggravated, frustrated. Maybe you got into an argument. Maybe you had an ill thought when they walked away. You know what I mean? Uh, or talking with the person who is doing good, who is trying their hardest. I say it affects me more the person that's doing good and trying their hardest. You think so? Yeah. Hmm. Are you sure? I'm not. I'm not. Uh. I feel like you're telling me. I feel like I'm answering it the wrong well, way or something. It, it, no. Hey, I want you to answer honest. What? For me, for me. If let's say I have a conversation with somebody that is doing good, and uh, you know who is serving and trying their best, you know that that can lift your spirits up. Uh, just numerous things makes you feel good, right? Yeah. You, you want to be involved. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. But then you have a situation with somebody who the ill-mannered person is what we're going to call them. To me, that's what I think about when I get in the truck to leave. If that if I had that altercation that day, you see what I'm saying? I guess what I'm saying is if I get riled up by that person, I think it affects me. I try, I try um, to not let it affect me that way. But I think there's a lot of cases where I have let it affect me more than it was dealing with the good person. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like when I, if I talk to somebody who's trying to do good and doing the very best that they can, it kind of it kind of motivates me mm-hmm. as I'm talking to them. And I'm like, yeah, and it gets me pumped up. And like if somebody's talking about doing this workout routine, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Right. When I get home tonight, I'm going to start doing that workout routine or whatever. But then I, when I get done talking with them, I go talk to somebody who's like, man, this, this ain't worth it and all this and all that. I feel like it changes my mood back right. into that complaining mindset. Like, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, right. I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. I don't right. need all that. It's uh, I guess what I'm saying, or what I'm asking, is do you think the good gets the most attention, or the ill-mannered gets the most attention in your mind when you're a part of either one? I mean, it, I get. I guess it would be the ill-mannered that gets more attention in my mind. Right. I, it it don't it don't make you feel good to say that, right? No, it don't. Yeah, it doesn't make you feel good to say it's that. Like, it's like we're attracted for some reason. People are. Well, we're sin- we're sinners. 
Yeah. Yeah, that, that's no excuse, right? Yeah. Well, uh, but I don't know. I don't know how to tell you. You you know you got to. You got to want to serve, and you got to want to help raise the people up that are doing good. But you also got to want to help the like we said just just for example the ill mannered person too. Yeah, and. Finding that that proper line to where that ill-mannered person doesn't affect you, that to me, that's the hard part. That is the real hard part. Because if you know somebody that is either confrontational or going to cause confrontation with either may, maybe you or somebody else, it is, uh, it's hard to get that off your mind. It is. You know what I'm saying? And so then you got, on the other hand, the person who's doing good. You want to help them, but do you go and have a sincere conversation and wanting to help them, right? And wanting to help push them forward and so other people can see that, spread the word about them. Or going back to, like you said before, the gossip. Are you spreading the word about what's going on? With the ill-mannered person, because the other person is is trying to serve the Lord, trying to do it. We we need to praise the Lord. We got to praise the Lord, right? Yeah, praising the Lord. This man is doing his best. This man is walking his walk. He's doing good. He's trying, right? Not saying he's perfect. Yeah, and not saying the other person is a demon, right? Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is, just like you said, getting back to the gossip part. The gossip part, uh, to me, seems to be the most prevalent in anything. Let's talk about the bad somebody is doing. And we'll forget about the good that Jim Bob over here is doing. Because this gossip's what's on our mind right now. Go- like gossip and all the, the bad stuff. It, it attracts people more. The line, let me just spit it out. The gossip, the line, the fighting, the cussing, the hollering, the boisterous voice. You know what I'm saying? All that stuff is what can control the conversation of a whole day between a group of people. And, and, and they and they could have seen Jim Bob do something marvelous that same morning. Right. Yeah, and they just they, they could see Jim Bob do something marvelous two hours after a rant and rave or whatever it may have been, and still the rant and rave is what overpowers. Right. Yeah, and we not got, we got to work on that, cause and and it's it's really prevalent in the media and everything like that because I mean a lot of people. The good, the bad brings a lot more money in than the good. A lot of people put like a monetary value on stuff. More people are going to watch a video of all these people doing rants and riots and all that. I've, is what I've noticed. Yeah, that all the shock. Exactly. Yeah, we uh, we can't do that, man. Mm-mm. We can't do that. We got to be with the good. We got to be in the light. Yep. Constantly constantly 
100%. And I'm not trying to judge. I, I get mad and upset. I do. I'm not perfect by any means. And might holler and pitch a fit here and there. Uh, and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to say that I'm any better than the ill-mannered person when I do that or when somebody who is being ill-mannered. I'm not speaking of any one particular person. Yeah. Right. Uh, but there are some people that 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 is their way. That that is their way. So what we have to do is figure out how to go and help those people be a service to them, be the example that is unwavering, that that's not shaking me, and it's not shaking me. Be the good good person in their life. Like we're talking about ill-mannered and then the person doing good or trying their best. Be the person in their life that's trying the best. Right. You know, how, how many times have you, and be straight up with me, right, what egotistical male, not saying you're egotistical, but so you something happened and you thought to yourself, I'll whoop that fool's tail. Yeah. Or I might have to whoop that fool's tail. I'm going to whoop that fool's tail. We can't do that. We get that, that, that is hardening our hearts. That hardens our hearts. We just can't do it, brother. We can't do it. We got to be the light. We have to. Because that the person doing the good needs just as much help as the person who's doing the ill. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. But the ill needs just as much help as the person doing the good. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? What What made me think about that was... Um, this morning when I was doing my Bible study was First <clears throat> Corinthians fifteen thirty three Do not be deceived do not be deceived. Eagle evil communications corrupt good manners. You know that's uh that was talking that particular was talking uh, to those in Corinth, Corinth, who denied the res- the resurrection to accept it. Um, it was warning all of them not to be deceived by those who do not believe in the resurrection. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, there is there's distinct spiritual dangers in being associated with the ill. You see what I'm saying? Just like you said, the gossip, right? The getting mad, the wanting to whoop this fool's tail, the the letting that stuff eat on you. It is it is dangerous. Trust me, it is dangerous. I, I'm not asking you this because I seen you do anything that I that I felt warranted. Yeah, asking you this, but I just got to thinking about it. It makes me. Furthermore, when you're when I'm not there working with you, you know what I mean, because I know how men are. You know what I mean. I know well, I know how people are. 
and uh, I felt like we really hadn't had this conversation in depth before. Always be the light, son. Be the best light you can be. Serve Jesus the best way you can. I don't know if you can correlate that verse that I read with what I'm saying. You know what I mean? I, I can see how it correlates. Um, it just made me think of that when I read it this morning. Is um, how it's, you know, it's so, if you're involved with somebody that is constantly ill-willed, ill-mannered, constantly, how you can let it eat away at you. Right? Yeah. If you're not aligned in your faith on a daily basis, constantly in the Word, constantly praying, constantly constantly having that defense to battle that off and to be the light for that person, it can get you, boy. It can get you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And those people that are doing the good – Man, they, they need, you know, God needs to be praised. Hey, the Lord needs to be praised when there's people out here just, just to the grindstone doing the Lord's work. That should be the topic, brother. That should be the topic. And we let the ill-willed, the ill-mannered, the deceitful take the majority of our day. Can't do that. Can't do that. And I know is when you when you do something for so long, it becomes a part of who you are. And I've seen it just by I've seen it by working somebody who's not saying it's anybody that we work with or anything, but somebody who's a really hard worker and then yeah. they get then they get to doing something else and they're not having to work as hard. Right. And then they go back to doing what they were doing and they're they're not good. They're they're not wanting to put in the same eth- work ethic as it was. Right. It's the same as if you if you start hanging around the people that are ill mannered, ill willed. It starts becoming a part of who you are, and now you're the ill mannered person in somebody else's life. Yeah. I I think it's a, a better thing for you to hang around the people that are doing the good, spreading the word. Because then it becomes a part of praising, who you are. Praising God. Praising God becomes a part of who you are. And then you're the guy in somebody else's life that's doing the good. Yeah. You don't want to let the ill the ill waver you. No. And you, you want to be the light for the person that's – or the people that's bringing the ill. You know what I'm saying? You you That's what you want to do. And that that's one way you can – you be the example, is it? Man, it it ain't bothering me, cause I want to help you. You know what can I do to help you? Why are you so upset? You know why do you feel it necessary to to uh, tell this lie right now? What what's going on? Are you misunderstanding? Are you misunderstood? I want to help you. A lot of times, somebody's not going to say that because they're afraid of confrontation. You have to, you have to be able to gauge that yourself. Yeah, you know, you got to use your free will and your common sense together. You know what I mean? You just got to. 
But, it, but that was all me to talk to you about. And it it kind of relates to me. One thing you always tell me, you always tell me, be happy. No matter what's going on, find the good in everything. That's right. Be happy, man. And you know me, I'm I I rarely ever complain about anything. I'm I'm always trying to be happy. And I I think that when you're happy, and it it brings everybody around you out of that out of that mood that they get in where they're they're down. They don't really want to do nothing, mm-hmm. and they're like, "This sucks. I don't want to do this. I need to do something else. This ain't this ain't what I want." Yeah, man. It, and, but it, like you know me at work, I'm all I, I joke with everybody. Right. I'm serious when I need to be, but I. I all I do just about all day is joke around with everybody. Right. Like, I send, I send everybody we work with, I'll send them songs that I find on the internet that are just silly. Yeah. You can't hardly understand what people are saying in them, and they just text me back, like, what in the world did you just send me? Yeah. I I just try to keep everybody happy because, like we just said, when you're if you're around that bad energy and those bad vibes, it just pulls you down, and then it's not good to have everybody that's working as a team yeah, ill mannered like that. Cause well, I'm not just talking about work. Yeah, and I'm just yeah. I'm just trying to relate it. That right. that's how I'm able to relate it to me because that's right. what I do with most of my time is work. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm talking. I mean, it's with everything all the way to where you know somebody pitching a fit in the Home Depot because they brought something back that was broke when they got it home, or you know what I mean. Just somebody gets in a wreck on the side of the road. One person. Hot, or but maybe both of them's hot. I seen that all the time when I was policing, you know, over nothing. Yeah. Seen it over something and over nothing. You know what I mean? And I, I'm assuming when when you seen somebody where both people in the scenario were hot, you probably had to come in and be that guy that was bringing the good in, mm-hmm. trying to make sure everything was. Y'all just calm down. Let me tell you. Yeah. You were bringing in the good. So I'm saying, always be the good. You don't never want right. to be the ill man. That's right. Praise God. Praise, Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, Raccoonie has been talking about these dab blasted buffalo. These buffalo, man. These bison. Bison. For I don't know how long. And it, we've been meaning to get him. Raccoonie wants to start doing some reports all over the country. About the country, not all over the country. Yeah. Because you ain't going to fly, are you? No. We can't no. send you off to location. No, I ain't getting on no plane. Here's everything. I had to get on that boat and go deep sea fishing, son. <laughs> when you're on a plane, there ain't nowhere to go but down. Believe that. And when you're on a boat, there ain't nowhere to go but down. And I not want to be down there with the sharks. Believe that. And I don't want to be going down in a plane because that don't seem pretty fun. I'm with you. So he wants to do some reporting through about the rest of the country because we can definitely be Georgia heavy. Yeah. Um. What you got about these buffalo, man? So you got these. You got these buffalo. Okay. Right. Now, now, now tell. Break it down. Let's get a good report. Okay. Do you so, need me to lead you, or is this going to be? Cooney straight up. Did, did you want to set the mood for this? No. I know you like no. setting the mood now. No, we got Okay. Okay, go ahead. So that there's these buffalo, okay? I'm going to go ahead and say they're buffalo in the Grand Canyon. That's okay. where I'm going to start. American buffalo. American buffalo. Bison. Bison, yes. Okay. So the, the Grand Canyon is in Arizona. Right. It was established as a, a national park 
February 26th of 1919. The Grand Canyon. Yeah. Okay. It is 1,218,375 acres of land. That's a big old chunk That's of land. That's a chunk of land, son. Believe that. So about in the early 1900s, okay. Okay, there's this guy named Charles Buffalo Jones. That's so his nickname was Buffalo. Yeah, they called him Buffalo Jones. Uh-huh. He had he had introduced a program to the southern part of the Grand Canyon, which is called the Southern Rim of the Grand Canyon. Okay. He brought 86 buffalo in, and it was an experiment to try to crossbreed them with cattle. Okay, so he was going to breed buffalo with cattle. Yeah, and he okay. was doing it. It was his, that was he was going to make money off of it. Right. By I guess selling the meat. You know how they do cattle. Yeah. Well, it failed. They wouldn't breed. Okay. The, the cows and the buffalo would not breed with each other. Okay. So he packed up his cows and left the buffalo. Told the state, y'all can have these. So when at the time that he left, was there still 86 buffalo? How long did he do it? Do you know? I'm I'm not sure how long he did it. Okay. It doesn't. It didn't say when and I was. It, and he started it when? In the early 1900s. Okay. So about the time the Grand Canyon was, was becoming a thing. Okay. So when he when he left them at the southern rim of the Grand Canyon, the state took them in, and they were going to manage them. Arizona took them in, or the, the state of Arizona. Okay, and they took them in as wildlife. They were just going to manage them, but it was you know the southern rim, so there was other property that bordered that right. that could be hunted. So these buffalo started to get hunted more and more as time went on. Okay, so they got hunted, and in the late nineteen nineties. The, the hunting regulations changed where people could come in and hunt them and they would be right next to the Grand Canyon. Right. So these buffalo that have thrived at this southern realm for almost 100 years right, are now being hunted. So Okay. So was people hunting them before? Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. And so, no, they, they were able to hunt the, this this herd of buffalo in the late 1990s. Okay, so they wasn't hunted before. No. Okay, I thought you said they was being hunted before. No. Okay, so they was not being hunted until 1990. Yeah. Okay. And in the 90s. It doesn't say exactly right. 1990. Okay, so in the 90s, the state opens it up to be able to hunt these buffalo that's almost been there for a hundred years. But you can't they're not hunting them actually in the Grand Canyon. Okay, it's on the outskirts. Yeah, it's it's sur- land that surrounds them. Is it state land, private land? I'm pretty sure it's private land from okay. what I read. Okay. I got the gist that it was private land, not public. Okay. But so now they're being they're being pushed harder. So these buffalo are being pushed away from the southern part of the Grand Canyon. And they run all the way, and they start settling down in the northern rim. Right. And then, and then the northern part of the Grand Canyon is very scarce with vegetation and water, and they got a lot of archaeological sites. Right. In the Grand in the Grand Canyon itself. Right. Okay. So there's no predators or anything up here. Okay. At the northern part of the Grand Canyon to mess with these buffalo. Right. To so sort of keep them in check. Yeah. And they, nobody can hunt them because they're in the Grand Canyon now. Right. So they start multiplying. Right. So they end up getting, by the year 2019, 
mm-hmm. they end up getting to around three to five hundred buffalo in this herd. Okay. From the original eighty six, right. we're now at three to five hundred. Wow. From the early nineteen hundreds to twenty nineteen. Okay. And uh, so they start thinking, okay, we got to come up with a way to cut these jokers down because they're they're tearing the Grand Canyon apart. Oh, they, I guess they're eating. They're what, eating li- up. what little vegetation's there? They're just eating it, and they're and they're drinking up all the water. Right, and they're tra- they're trampling over these archaeological sites because buffalo's big. You oh. can't stop that joker from coming at you. Believe that. So in uh, twenty nineteen, they they had rounded up eighty eight. This Sp- was by- speaking of you can't stop a buffalo. Have you ever seen that video of man on a buffalo? Oh, the guy on the buffalo video I, sh- yeah. I showed you. That's right. That's yeah. Where he's like right, just riding around on a buffalo, and he finds babies and all kinds of weird that's a, stuff. That's a weird video. It's weird. It's on Facebook called it, "Guy and a Guy with a Buffalo." It's like a little series thing. Yeah, they do like. There's like seven or eight of them out there. It's weird. Yeah, but he's riding a buffalo, and the, it, the guy in the background singing the whole time, but he's not even riding. He's like. The guy on the buffalo walking around, he found a baby. Oh my God, there's a baby. <laughs> that is weird, but it's funny. But it, but he's riding that buffalo, and that buffalo's beating him to death, son. I'm I'm assuming that's real footage. I mean, I don't I don't know how you. Yeah, would, it's real. I mean, it's definitely real. I mean, I'm sure there's not actually a guy just roaming around on a buffalo. I'm no. Sure, they they filmed that. Oh yeah, absolutely. But anyway, continue on. By 2019, they've captured. Up to 88 buffalo. So they're capturing them to removal? Yeah. From the okay. years of 2017 to 2019. Okay. They're capturing these. They've started capturing these buffalo. And they've captured a total of 88 of them. And they've given them to the... There's I don't know the tribes, but there's five surrounding tribes of the Grand Canyon. Native American tribes. Right. They've given these buffalo to them. They, they gave the, the ones they captured. Yeah. For them to eat. Yeah. Okay. So they give them all these buffalo. Well, buffalo are multiplying way faster than they can capture them. Cause like I said, they're how are they capturing them? From from my readings, I've I've figured that they're going like with the helicopters. Mm-hmm. I know that is one way they're doing it. I'm I don't know if you can set traps for buffaloes or what. I don't think so. No. I don't know if they're tranquilizing them and loading them up or what. That that, that seems reasonable. That those are the only ways I could figure. Yeah, I know. I know. One side I did read that they were using nets to catch them. So I'm right. assuming that's like when they come in with the helicopters and shoot the nets down on them. Whoa! I want to see that. You, they used to have a TV show, remember? Where they, I think they were out in Texas, and they were going around and they would fly over like hogs and stuff, and they'd shoot nets at them and they'd oh, catch them yeah. and wrap them up. Yeah, but we're talking about a bison, son. Yeah, I guess you're right. So I guess the only really way they could be doing it is tranquilizing them. Unless they're, you know, trying to net the calves or something. Yeah, they ones. might be. Hmm. But, uh, so anyways, they're, they're not able to get as many out as right. what's coming in. Right. And they have tried uh, fertility control. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It don't. It's obviously going to work a lot slower than right. even capturing them. Right. So what? Their last resort is what they're calling the cull buffalo experience. Cull. Cull. Uh huh. As it as if we're going to cull some of these. Yeah. Okay. So their their plan is to kill these buffalo. Okay. Kill off some of them. So they're gonna. What they've done is they've 
they put out a lottery and they were they selected 25 people all together okay from the lottery they selected these people may 17th of this year okay yeah you you've been talking about this for a while yeah just okay. been trying to get my research. How, how many out. people how many people put in do you know it was over 45,000 people put in to be drawn and they drawn 25 they drawn 25 and then they narrow it down to 12 people wow so what is the criteria to get narrowed down and and keep in mind the application period was 48 hours so okay. within two days 45,000 45, people put in for this wow home. so what's the deal with drawing it down from 25 to 12 so now so now they've got a certain criteria you have to meet okay these 12 people have to meet this criteria you have to be a citizen of the United States 18 years or older okay you must be able to pay for and pass a background check okay you have to self-certify a high level of physical fitness so you have to be physically fit to even go on. What this does home. that mean? Self-certify. I guess that means I don't know. I guess that would mean that you're physically fit for your body type. No, what I'm saying is, so you self-certify. I don't understand what that means. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. Okay. I, I sort of figured it meant either you'd have to do your own test to figure out if I you're physically know. fit. Right, but uh, Interesting. you have to be physically fit to their standards. Right. I'm right. assuming. Okay, you have to have a firearm safety certification and pass a marksmanship proficiency test. This is the test right here. You have to get three of five shots within a four-inch circle at a hundred yards. Mm-hmm. Four-inch circle. Right. Three or five shots. Three of five. Three of the five at a okay. hundred yards. Okay. So you have to be a pretty good shot to even go hunt these buffalo. Uh, well, I mean, we do that. We do that, yeah. Four inches? Yeah, thank, yeah. Four inches? Absolutely. That's about four inches right there. Oh, so that's like a normal target. Yeah, that, Yeah, we do that all the time. I was thinking four inches if you way don't, smaller than that. At 100 yards, that's not that big a deal. That's about how far we shoot anyway. Yeah, when we sight the guns in. Yeah. Yeah. That's no big yeah, deal. Not, for some reason, I was thinking that was way smaller than what right. it is. No. You have to provide your own equipment, firearms, lodging, food, and field dressing supplies. Mm-hmm. You get to take a team of five people with you to help you pack this thing out. Okay. You can't use any form of motor transportation. Right. And you have to be able, you have to, be able to hunt the entirety of the trip. Like, you can't just go... If it's four days, you can't go out there and hunt two days. How long is it? Yeah. Do you know? Uh, let me see. I got the dates right here. So this the hunt will take place over five weeks this fall. September 20th through the 24th. September 27th through October 1st. October 18th through the 22nd. And October 25th through the 29th. Mm-hmm. Are the dates they have set up now. It says that they're going to do more dates. Really? But that's all they've got set up for now. Was that all of the cr- criteria? Yeah, that was all the criteria. Okay. And then they have, they have like a the waivers and stuff you got to sign. So, they're they're imagining that they're going to be able to whittle the field down from twenty five 
to 12. That That's the goal. Is to get yeah, it down so to that it. they're imagining that criteria is going to going to whittle it down. Yeah. All right. So you get to take one buffalo. Yep. One buffalo per person on the trip. Not not out of your team. Right. One buffalo per person that got, got drawn. That got drawn. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And any any anything that you don't use of the buffalo, you have to give to a surrounding Native American tribe. Okay. So, if you take all the meat off of it, you still have to give what's left to the tribe. Because, you know, them, the Native American stuff, they'll use, like, the bones. Right. They'll use the fur and all that. Right, right. The hide. Plus, if you don't want the meat, you can just give them the meat, too. Interesting. Hmm. But, I mean, pretty. I mean, it's, that's pretty cool. I, I'd like to do that. What was that dude's name again that, that, did the, that wanted to breed the buffalo to the cattle? It was Charles Buffalo Jones. Charles Buffalo Jones. Mm -hmm. Come in there with 86 buffalo, and it's now three to 500. Yep. And they've been pushed so far up in the Grand Canyon from the hunting, the southern part, that uh, they're just up there multiplying. No hunters or nothing, to, no predators, and they're just decimating the landscape. And since this is a national national park can't right. hunt there right so they under federal law you don't it's not considered hunting they're considering it destruction the destruction of these buffalo because they are destructing tearing down all the rest of the landscape really so they're they're a big problem yeah so under federal law they're able to go in and eliminate it right to help save, it's like a population. It's like a population management control type right, thing. Right. Because if you have too much of one thing in one area, it's going to wipe the rest of it out. Right. Big, big or small, small scale. You have too right. many rabbits in a field, they're going to eat all the grass. Right. You have too much grass in a field, it's going to take over. Right. Well, there you go, Coney. Pretty interesting. It's real interesting. I appreciate that. Coonies from around America. <laughs> Coonie from around America. Now, you know, you got your, you've got your people that that say this is unhumane. Oh yeah, of course. You're gonna you're gonna have those people. Yeah. And you got people that are saying this guy's name's Tradu. That's that's the only name they give you. His name's Tradu. Mm -hmm. He says it's like he says it's laughable. But who is he? He's a he's a, I can't remember the name of the organization now. Yeah. Didn't even write it down. Yeah. He's a big animal rights activist right. up there at the Grand Canyon. Right. Saying this. But you've got people that are like, why are you even doing it if you're just going to kill 12? Yeah. Well, yeah. that I mean, to me, that if if they're wanting to show enough, knock them back, you think you'd have to figure the math up, I guess, from, from, eight, from the early 1900s to now. I mean, really, in my head, it doesn't really seem like five hundred's that many. You no, know, not that, for a, not for almost one point five million acres. Yeah, really. But yeah. I mean, if they're if they're doing that deal and tearing that place up, they need to. Yeah, they got to get them gone. Yeah. I mean, hmm. Tear everything else down. I don't know they if twelve's enough it. either myself. I I myself don't think twelve is. Right. I think they should let. I think they need to kill off at least a hundred to even make a dent. Yeah. I guess we'll see. You gonna keep up with it? 
yeah, I'm going to keep up with it. I'm going to check on these these dates, see if I can't figure out to see if any get killed or anything like that. Yeah. How many get harvested. But it'd be, it'd be cool to keep up with. Good job, right, Coney? Coney. A little bit of research work. Coney. I'm the IT guy. Coney from around America. It is what it is. Y'all want me to research anything? Just email me. Let me know. Redbloodedoutdoors.gmail.com. Well, I think uh, there was some, uh, you did good, but there's also some room for improvement there. Yeah, there were probably um, some things I should have researched more in depth. Absolutely. In. But hey, I, I covered the basics. It's a, it's a process, man. You did, you, did, you did awesome. I covered the basics. So you asked me earlier about setting the mood. And I can't set the mood, and I'm going to tell you why. Why not? Because I've got to have you. You have got to be in a warrior mentality. <laughs> oh, yeah. The time now is, what is the time? It's 2021 right now. So. The year or the time? The time. Military time. Oh, you're going military time. Yes. Because Cause we're in warrior mode. In warrior mode at approximately, let's see, 2,200 hours, we're going to launch an assault <laughs> on the, on the, let's see, that would be the northeast side of the house. How do you know? Because I got a compass. We're going to launch an assault on the northeast side of the house. There has been some European hornets that is calling our house their home now. Coney went out there the other day, asked him to get a ladder, and he come back in the house. Oh, there's some hornets out there. There's some hornets. Man, I went over to grab that ladder, and they are right there. They're going to have to go in between the legs on the ladder. To get to their nest. Yeah. I can't even get the ladder. Well, it's... So, the bottom of our house is a crawl space. So, our house is sitting on cement blocks. And there's vents in the side of the house, you know, that lets the airflow go in and out from under the house. And these hornets have found a hole in one of those screen vents. And they're going under... And I mean, it's like... Like a train. I just well, as soon as one comes out, one goes in. Two will two will come in, three will come out, and it is just it is non stop. So I'm thinking, man, how many hornets is in this block? Is in this, you know what I mean? So we've got to get rid of these hornets. I can't remember who I was talking to today, but they said, Oh no, you can't get rid of them hornets. You're gonna have to call an exterminator. Really? Somebody told you Bye, bye golly. If it's anybody you're friends with, they know you don't pay people. <laughs> yeah, that, my daddy don't spend money. What are you talking about? Did you not just hear him? He ain't even going to buy new furniture, son. Wow, Tony. <laughs> wow. You, you know you're like that. Let me tell y'all. This joker last year had a pair of windshield wipers on his truck. The stuff that comes on the windshield wipers wasn't even on it no more. It was just flapping in the wind. And he was like, hey, as long as it knocks water off the windshield, we good. That's right, son. That's right. His truck's been doing this thing for two, three years now where you got to turn the key four or five times. They're telling you, 
I'll fix it when I get to it, son. When it's he time. To, he had the dang power booster go out on it last year. And that thing, you hit the gas and it put, squealed. We put it on there, did we not? Yeah, and it's, didn't it still leak, though? That, well, we put the power booster on the truck. Then the power steering pump went to leaking. Yeah. Uh, but I got it to quit leaking. Hey, if it's something I can do, if it is something I can do, I'm not going to pay somebody else to do it. If it's some transmission work, now, of course, I'm not going to take the transmission out and tear it apart because I ain't got no other vehicle to drive and I ain't got nowhere to put it up and work on it. But if it's something I can do, if it don't take over uh, days, you know, it, regardless if it's something with the house, something with my vehicles, I'm going to do it. I am going to do it. Like this like this light we got hanging up right here in the podcast room, the fan. Yeah, when the tree fell on the house and they unwired it, we still can't figure out how to wire that thing. Man, I don't. We've got it wired up. You can only turn it on by the string, not the switch. So we've bypassed the switch somehow. Yeah, better, better than the first every, time. Better every, than the first night when we tried and we flipped the switch on it, flipped the breaker. Well, everybody I showed the wiring schematic to can't figure out what's going on with it. It's like they're like all different colors than anything else in the world. Well, nobody can figure out what's up with it, so I just wired it up the the way I knew it'd work. It's working. No, no bones about it, son. No. You know what I mean. Lot. I like doing stuff with my hands. You know, I couldn't imagine. And I'm not knocking nobody that is. Some people are really, really just even more busy than we are, and have to pay people to cut their grass and have to pay people to work on their house and have to pay people to work on their cars. Have to pay people to come remove the hornet's nest. Have to pay people. I, w- I will burn my house to the ground <laughs> before I let another man come out here and get rid of them hornets. If it took burning them hornets down with my house around them, I would. I was, I, talking, to, I was talking to old Shorty today about it. I was telling him about the hornet's nest, and he said, what y'all going to do about it? I said, yeah, it, baby, it was up to me. I'd be moving. We're going to a new house, Jack. You know, man, I don't like them, them well, stingy stings. That's that's what uh, that's that's what I was worried about. Well, not worried because you used to be. You're getting a little bit better. So terrified of flying insects. Like when you was a kid, you were scared of flies. No, you now ask, you're just pulling. I, now you're just joshing around. Ask your mama. Ask your mama. You were scared of flies no when you way. was a kid. No way. I swear you were. No, I don't see that So, happen. So when you come in here and said, oh, there's so many hornets out there, I figured I was going to go around the side of the house. There's just going to be a hornet flying around. And probably not even see nothing. But when I went around the side of the house, it was evident that they are getting down under the house. Well, we sort of knew that there was a nest around here somewhere. Because yeah. for the past week, I've been seeing them come up and mess with the porch light when yeah. I take the dog out. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that, too. I figured there was a nest close in one of these trees over here. Yeah, if it was a tree, knock that tree down, go on with the day. I'd if it was down. a tree in these woods over here, I wouldn't even worry about it. But I got to get beside the house and weed eat, cut the grass, and all this and all that. And I ain't trying to have big old Get horn. the ladder. Yeah, they've taken their ladder over. It's uh so they're European hornets. 
and um, I looked under the house to see if I could see the nest, and I can't see the nest. So what I believe has happened on the concrete blocks where they come up to the vent, the hornets are going through the vent and going inside the concrete block, and their nest is inside the concrete block. Yeah, and one of the little squares of the center block. Yeah. We don't we don't think they're chewing through concrete. But here's the thing. The thing is, is those cinder blocks are staggered. So I'm sure that nest is at different angles going, I don't know how deep. See what I'm saying? Yeah. But here's the good thing. The good thing is, from what I can tell, the only way for them to get in and out is through that little bitty hole right there. They can, of course, come up and fly under the house, do whatever they want. But during our assault, during our assault, we we should be able to hold them at bay through that hole. Because let me tell you, I think I think I'm gonna charge. Make sure the GoPro's charged up for this. Have you ever Have you ever been stung by one of those European hornets? I, I try Euro- my best to never get stung. As a matter of fact, the European hornet is the only true hornet in North America, and it was it was brought to America in the 1800s by the Europeans. So it's it's not even native to to North America. So it's an invasive species. It was brought here, and I don't really know the the reason they brought it here. If it, you know, was a stowaway or what the deal was, was probably wasn't even intentional. I don't know. I don't know. They probably built a nest on a boat. There's something else for Cooney across America to (laughs) research. Another research topic: European hornets. But uh, they're a pretty big hornet, man. Yeah, there's that one coming out of that nest, son. Size of golf balls hunt have you ever been stung by one no and tonight's not the night it's no joke let me tell you it's no joke and then i don't know how many's in there but i know i recorded a video earlier and put it on instagram and i couldn't i mean i might have could if i just really got down to it but there was so many in it in and out i didn't even bother with counting them i was like whoa this this would be a daunting task to count these hornets that's going in and out. But I've come up with a plan on how to how to assault these hornets. <laughs> I've I've come up with a plan. And uh maybe on the next podcast I'll let everybody know how the plan went. Cause it ain't gonna be no joke. You're gonna have to be real, son. We have to tell them yeah. what the plan is. You know, you you hear people talk about doing hard things you know getting out there and working out but how many folks is going to go up against the nest of uh european hornets i know to, to i me, know when we do i'm putting my coveralls on to me that's some that's doing hard things you know what i mean i've got a big not hole. to mention we do got to get our workout in i've before got a we big hole right here in these overalls and a spot you don't want a hornet to get to trust me you don't want these hornets to get anywhere like so, I'm I'm gonna. You want me to tell the plan? I feel like you have to tell the plan, and okay. then on the next one, tell if it was executed. Okay. So, from the northeast corner of the house, 
okay? I'm going to come. There's a big old red oak tree right yonder. Yep. That's probably, what, 10 yards off the corner of the house. I'm going to come from that red oak tree with a can of hornet and wasp killer. All right? You're going to come from the southeast side of the house with the water hose and a sprayer. <laughs> Bear with me. Bear with me. We're going to meet on the battlefield right there at that vent as I'm spraying the hornets, the hornet spray, and you're spraying the water. Your job is to knock them out of the sky. Don't let them get on me. I don't care if you get me wet. I'm talking when you mash that handle, all you're worried about is flying things. Don't worry about me. You don't want me hitting the nest or anything? Until you get to me. But you got to let me get there because these hornets, they're still going to be hornets coming in and out at night. They ain't just in there asleep. So I'm, I'm, I'm watching your back. Yeah. You, I've, got, I've got to be the, the sniper. Yeah. You, you got to let it to where I can get to the nest. And when we both diverge onto the vent and we get right under that hole, it's on, son. We're dropping the Moab. We're dumping the whole can. We're dumping the whole can, and you're drowning them with water. And that water will help bring, you know, it's going to dilute the spray. I know it will. But what I'm thinking is because it's going to be so many different channels. If it is. It might not be that deep yet. But we don't know. Yeah. Do you want to have to do a second assault? I feel like we're going to, have to do a second assault anyway because I feel that, like we're not going to get them all and they're just going to go back and rebuild. This is going to be one and done, my friend. I'm hoping. One and done. You feel me? Let's hope. So it's going to be in. And, I mean, we're going to give them the full force right off the bat. And we're going to back out because I'm going to tell you, if they're able to get out before we get there, it's going to be on. I don't think you can run fast enough. I don't think you can run fast enough. Right, we got this in the bag. All right. Well, we're going to see. We're going to try anyway. If, if one stings <laughs> you in your mouth, I'm putting that on Instagram, yeah, too. Like, like that video I showed you, that Jefferson Trace says, y'all watch out for waspish. I, I stung in the lip. <laughs> I remember one time my cousin was drinking a Mountain Dew, and he didn't know what a yellow jacket had flew in it. Oh, it got down in a can? Yeah, and he mm. picked and it stung him right on the lip. Now, I mean, it swole his lip up like you wouldn't believe, son. I remember, me and you were out here in the yard. We had that little trailer. And we were going to hook up to the trailer, and the, the wasps yeah. have built a nest up in the ball of the trailer. Right. Hitched the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, son. Yeah. We picked that trailer up off that cinder block to get it up high enough. Right. Now, then wasps come out. I left you. Yeah. I'm done. Nope. Well, you can't leave me this evening, son. You got to stay with me. You the water hose, man. It's going to be real. You the, you the wasp spray, man. That's right. Hornet spraying. There ain't no wasp over yeah, here. Yeah, hornet spray, man. That's right. Well, all right, y'all. I ain't got nothing else. Cooney, do you have anything else? I don't believe so. Y'all, y'all got anything certain y'all want to hear us talk about? 
or do an episode on or something y'all just let us know yeah we got some we got some good guests coming up we got some good stuff in the bag oh yeah all right well i'm done with it room me too all right we'll holla y'all deuces